use your life to touch those kids and touch their hearts and and uh, God never forgets those things and and I, I just I thank God for our camp ministry and the goal is one of these days we're going to see this happen to the the capacity at that camp is 120. One of these days we're going to send 120 kids to that camp and uh, just uh, continue to pray and and uh, uh, you and just as Wes said, you parents, you you just remember there's nothing more important and there's nothing greater than giving your children to God and allowing God to do with them what he wants to see done. And uh, w- what a blessing. And we're even going to look at that tonight, uh, 6 o'clock in the service tonight, about a, a, a man that when he was just a baby, mom and dad gave him to the Lord and God used him in a great and mighty way through his life. <clears throat> Nothing better than to see your kids be used of God that way, and I, I just thank God for that. So we're, we're starting a new series, and, and I almost debated not to do this today because of the time restraint, but I do want to go ahead and, and do this and make it quick. But we're starting a new study uh, this week, and it's going to go through the Lord willing up until Christmas time. And, and uh, the whole title of this is, being happy in a dysfunctional world. And the, it's just amazing to me that what we just saw with, with those children, given the, the testimonies that they gave, and then uh, uh, to, to watch the video and to see all that took place, it, it truly is exactly what, what God wants for us in our lives as believers today. There, there are times where he wants us to enjoy what's going on. He wants us to enjoy life. He wants us to, to, to have, a, uh, have a good time in this life. And we saw those kids do just that. And, and, and then there's times where he wants us to be serious and, and, and walk with him and, and pay attention to what it is that, that he wants us to be. And, and, and we see that and, and what a blessing that is. But we, we are living in a, we, we live in a world today that is this, is, this is God's creation, but you guys need to remember that that Satan was cursed and cast down upon this earth, and, and God said, this is your dominion. And, it's, and, and you have a time restraint upon you, Satan, and Satan knows that that day's going to come where God is going to say enough, but until then, this world is his, and, and he's going to try to do everything he can to, to keep us from hearing what God wants for us. And, and, and it's such a noisy world, and, and we have all kinds of spokesmen for the world. I mean, we, we have... We we have those in in uh, uh, that are spokesmen for our world and and uh, if you can show these pictures, I think it'd be great. You want to talk about some unhappy people? I mean, there are some unhappy people in this world that that are very happy to tell you how bad this world is. She made the statement that in twelve years the world is going to be gone. And so we need to be so concerned about this world and, and the destruction of it. We have another one that he's so mad because everybody has more money than he does. And, and so because life is all about money. We have this next guy. He just hates everybody. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what, what's going on. He just hates life. And then there's the last guy that really hates circumstances that you get put in. I'd probably hate that circumstance too, you know it? <clears throat> and we get so mad, and, and, and we were looking at this this morning, and, 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 and yeah, you better get that picture off of there now, or they'll, 
They'll just wonder what happened to that guy that got eaten by the bear. I could show you the after picture, but you really don't want to see it. We have people that, that are so unhappy, and this world is so unhappy, and this world is under a heavy weight of sin around us all the time, and, and there's all this noise and these people that are babbling and carrying on, and, and, and I almost put a recording up here. Anybody ever heard of uh, a, a band of guineas? You ever heard of, you know, when, when they get together? And I mean, they throw up such a ruckus and, and kind of remind you of, of CNN when they interview some conservative or, or when Fox News gets a liberal and a conservative together. And, and it just sounds like a whole band of guineas, you know, and, and, and you can't hear anything. And, and the whole world is doing that today. And, and the world is, it, look, you know what took place at that camp and those kids? Parents, you need to realize how important it is that you keep that fire burning. And they don't come back and say, well, that was a week of camp, and now we got to get back to the grind, and we got to keep doing the things that we've always done, and we got to stay in this rut, and, and we got to do the things that the world is telling us that we got to do to develop our children into the kind of leaders that, that they need to be in this community, and, and I need to keep them in doing in this program, and in this program, and this program over here, and, and we need to keep them busy in this life, and so that I can show them that I really care about them by keeping them involved in all of these things. And, and all you're doing is adding to the noise of the world in their lives. And there needs to come a time in your life where you need to say, whoa, stop. We need to, we need to get out of this, this, this mess and all of this noise of the world because, look, you are living in a dysfunctional world. And if Satan has any way to control you, he's going to keep you in that dysfunctional world and behaving in a dysfunctional way. And that's why we have so many families today that are what we would consider dysfunctional. As a matter of fact, when you find one that is not dysfunctional, you're like, what are they hiding? How are they doing that? It must be the marijuana keeping them all calm. You know, and then you have a dysfunctional idea uh, of, of somebody that's being functional. And, and so the, this whole series, I hope, will help us to understand of how we can be happy in a dysfunctional world. And I'm not talking about the happiness that this world says is happy. This world isn't happy. Those people that I posted up on those pictures, they are a true representation of our world and how dysfunctional it is. And there are some that, to the point of hatred, and, and uh, we, we need to get past that. And so, you know what we have to do? We have to turn off the noise. We have to turn off the noise of the world. And, and we need to understand that as a child of God, that we have something much better than what this world has to offer. And we're not going to listen to the, the band of guineas that are throwing such a noise. But we're going to turn it off, and we're going to listen to what God has for us. Well, Psalm 1 shows us how to do that. It shows us how we can turn that noise off and how, how, how we can do better and, 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 and live in a way that, that truly is honoring and pleasing to God. There was a study. I, I looked up a secular study. It has nothing to do with religion whatsoever. And, and this, this post was posted that, that here are... Ten great ways to simply enjoy your life more. This is just somebody that's unsaved, doesn't know anything about God. And the first thing of these ten is stop complaining. 
Secondly, be grateful. Thirdly, smile often. Fourthly, breathe deeply. I, I find, and that is true. There, there have been times in my life where, where I catch myself, and I mentioned this a few weeks ago, just taking a deep sigh. You know, it's a physical thing that, and, and, and here that there, there's, a, there's a, 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 a statement about this, 626. Take six seconds and draw in a big breath. Hold it for two, and then let it out over six seconds. And teach yourself to breathe. You'll find out that it can help you physically, and it can help with your stress by just breathing. God has given us the ability through, through obviously walking in obedience with the Holy Spirit of our lives, but also physically showed us some ways to control those things that try to overwhelm us in a dysfunctional world and, and that noise and, and helps us to get that noise out of our body. But walk every day. Laugh constantly. Enjoy loved one's company. Meditate daily. Not yoga meditation, but I'm, I'm spiritualizing this. You need to meditate according to God's Word. But, but here, these are just the secular things. Love a pet. And the reason they say to have a pet and love a pet is because of the unconditional love that that pet gives you. Well, it seems to me like scriptures tell me that we ought to love each other unconditionally. Learn something new. <clears throat> People are searching everywhere for happiness in this world. You know, Solomon, Solomon, Solomon made the statement, he said, I, I went into this world to uh, find out if I could buy happiness with all of my wealth. He wrote the book of Ecclesiastes, and that was his journal, actually, of, of living a time period in his life and said, I want to try to find happiness without God, and, and I'm going to do everything that I can to find that happiness without God. And, and Ecclesiastes is a journal of that, and his conclusions, he, he made the conclusion even as he, as he wrote the very first part of it, vanity, vanity, all is vanity. And then as a matter of fact, he said in his last chapter, he said, Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. I gave testimony to Dustin, and I gave it to the men last night. Uh, God, God saved me when I was young. I praise the Lord for that. Praise the Lord my mom and dad took me to church. I praise the Lord that I was in vacation Bible school. I didn't praise the Lord about them sending me off to camp. I hated camp. I was a homesick, you know, character. I snuck into the kitchen and called home. And they said, you can't use the phone. Oh, yeah, I can too. And I snuck in there when nobody was around. And I'm like, Mom, you got to come get me. It's awful. I'm going to die. You know, suck it up, son. You're going to be there till Friday. Longest week of my entire life was Auschwitz in Chillicothe, Missouri. <clears throat> but we have all this noise. And, and anyway, and I, and I was telling Dustin, though, I said, you know, I, I praise the Lord for being saved early. But, man, there was a time in my life. I didn't have where, where we were at, small church. We did not have a teen group. Matter of fact, we didn't have much of a children's ministry either other than we had Sunday school. And I already told you about Miss Kirk being my Sunday school teacher. And, and every time I'd graduate from her class, they'd move, move her up to be the teacher of the next class. I don't think that's coincidence, you know. And, and 
but but I that was pretty much all we had was VBS and camp if you wanted to go and and so that was it. Well, I mean, our our kids and and the teens that are sitting here today, you need to understand the privilege that you have and the blessing that you have that you have a pastor of your own that not only me but you have your own pastor that you can go to and you can talk to that that they pray over you and they pray for you and they want to help you and they and they bring you into some activities that can get you away from the world and and be encouraged by other believers around you and 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 help you to walk a walk that you need to walk even while you're in the teenagers because I can tell you that in my junior year and my senior year and the first semester of my freshman year of college I have 97% of my regrets in life happened during that two and a half years. You guys need to wake up, and you as teens today, this isn't something that you joke about. This isn't something that when you go to camp that, yeah, you just treat it frivolously and you don't really care and that, that you're just there because mom and dad want you to be there. And then you get up there and you walk in your pack and you stand in your clique or you don't get involved in the activities. There will come a day when you will regret acting that way. You better enjoy what you have and, and praise the Lord for the privileges that you have to be a part of a church family that loves you and will help you and, and has a youth pastor that's going to stand up to you and say, look, that behavior is not acceptable and you need to get it right with God and you need to get it right with other people and you ought to thank God for that, that He keeps you out of those places where later on when you're 51 years old and you look back and you see 97% of my regrets come when I was 17 and 18 years old. And we need to remember, as Solomon said, the creator in the days of thy youth. And then he said, vanity of vanity, saith the preacher, all is vanity. And then he said, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Why? For God shall bring every work into judgment with every single, every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Oh, I'm telling you, the world is noisy. As soon as you walk out of here today, you start hearing the noise of the world. You, you hear all kinds of junk that's trying to get our attention and, and keep us away from, from uh, serving the Lord. And, 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 and you look at this and you think, how in the world then, how in the world can I live in such a dysfunctional world and still be happy? Well, God says it in Psalm 1. Psalm 1 in verse 1, he starts it off with the word blessed. 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 Oh, the blessedness. Oh, the happiness that, that we can have today. Here we are in a dysfunctional world, and we can have happiness in our lives, really? How in the world are we able to do that? Well, turn off the noise. Some of you might have them. I, uh, we were sitting, my, my wife sh just shakes her head at times, and, and I'm full loose today because she's in the nursery, so I can say whatever I want. Make sure that screen's off in there too. So, <clears throat> But we were sitting at the airport one day, and, and uh, I'd forgotten my little cheap headphones and, and decided that, that I wanted to have some quietness on the plane before we got on. So I went to one of those little booths and I bought me some real nice wireless Bose head, headset. Oh, yeah. My wife just shakes her head. Why in the world? You know, and then later I'm thinking, that would have bought a lot of ammo. <laughs> but I'm telling you, you stick those things in your ear. You can 
take your phone and you can turn on West Coast Baptist College music and you don't hear a thing. I mean, it's just so quiet. You know, and I listened to them and got home and I felt guilty, so I gave them to Thane. I said, I don't, I don't need those things. But anyway, but how, how quiet things get. How, how, how nice that is. And, and, and so how do you turn off the noise? Well, he says here, he, he says in verse 1, he said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Well, you know what you do? You turn off the noise of the counsel of the ungodly. You stop listening to what the world says. You stop listening to what their plans are and, and, the, and the principles that they live by. And, and, and look, you need to understand here, he, he talks about the, the counsel of the ungodly. The, and, and you know how God describes the ungodly? The wicked ones and the criminals. The ones that are breaking God's law. The ones that are transgressing God's law. We do not need to be listening to those that do not know Christ is our Savior. They have no authority over us. We don't need to be paying attention to what they're telling us and how we need to live, how we need to raise our children, what we need to do in conducting our lives, what we wear, what, how we treat other people around us. We do not need to listen to the counsel of the ungodly in any way whatsoever. You know what God says about them in Psalm 5 and verse 5? He says, the foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. Do you understand that? Everybody wants to tell us that God is the God of love and that hey, we all worship the same God. No, we don't. The God that we worship in the, in the Word of God, the, the one that we worship that is God Almighty, Elohim, who is sitting in heaven today. And the only way that you ever get to Him is through Jesus Christ who says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. That is the God that we serve today. And it tells us in the Word of God that He hates the workers of iniquity. We don't need to be listening to what the world has to tell us. And oh, how Christian, how how messed up we have gotten in thinking that, that we need to do the same things that the world to be successful in this world. This world shouldn't matter an iota to you other than how you use it to serve an eternal God. Stop listening to the counsel of the ungodly. Turn off the noise of the way of the sinner. Humanism is taught everywhere, especially in our schools today. I got this off their own site. It says, humanism is a progressive philosophy of life that without theism, so without any mention of God or other supernatural beliefs, affirms our ability and responsibility to lead ethical lives of personal fulfillment that aspire to the greater good. Do you know the question I asked? It says, to lead ethical lives. Then who sets up the ethics? Who sets up the boundary? Who is it that tells you what's right and wrong? Well, that's the thing that they want to hide from you. They don't want there to be a right and wrong. Ethics is based upon what you want it to be in your own life. And so you can do whatever you want to. They also made the statement in this philosophy that we are committed to building an inclusive America grounded in an embrace of reason, ethics, scientific inquiry, and compassion rather than religious dogma. May I say, and, and I know that many of you are educators and many of you are teachers today, but you are working in a system today that is teaching humanism every day. 
It's controlled by a man, and that's our governor in this, this great state of Colorado, who is a humanist, who is trying to tell you that there, are no, there is no right and no wrong according to the way someone wants to live, that they can do whatever they want to, and that we need to accept it. And, and they say that they are teaching a, a life of compassion while you stand up and say, thus saith the Lord. You don't do that. It is wrong, and it's always going to be a wrong according to the Scripture. And now they're already working at trying to throw us in jail when we stand up here and say that that kind of a lifestyle and those things that you are doing are wrong and that, that our God is not the government, that God is our, is our or that that our God is not the government at all and we're not going to serve the government. We're going to obey to the point until you tell me that I can't serve God and then I'm sorry, but you can pound sand. We serve God rather than man. And our world is trying to tell us everything out there that, that, that we need to be doing. And I'm telling you, if you are truly going to be successful in your Christian walk today, and you're truly, and, and, and look, I don't want you to think I'm not happy. I am happy. I praise the Lord I have salvation. I praise the Lord that one day I'm out of here. <laughs> but they're going to try to tell you that we have the plans and principles grounded and you need to follow them and that's the counsel of the ungodly. I don't need to listen to that. I don't need to listen and I definitely don't need to be in the way of the sinners. And I don't need to walk the way that they're walking. I find it sad and pathetic today when we have churches that are acting so worldly and ungodly and think that they're doing something great for God. Somebody just showed me a picture of, of a local church here in town, uh, one of their pastors, the, the, the uh, I can't remember what, what title it was, and it showed him, and, and on his Facebook site, here he is sitting at a bar somewhere, flipping the camera off, and here he is a, a, a pastor of a church here in town. God help us. God help us whenever we think that, that we need to act that way, that we need to go that direction, and that we need to have any part of that. Put Ichabod upon that church. It's dead to God. It is. And I don't care how many people go to it. It's dead to God. That's the way of the sinners, and we don't need any part of that. Uh, look over in Ephesians chapter 4, if you would. I know I'm trying to hurry. This is not going well. Ephesians chapter 4 says in verse 17, This I say therefore in testifying the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk. Quit behaving yourself like the, like the lost people walk. That's what Gentiles were referring to. And they walk in the vanity of their mind. They are empty. They are futile in their thinking when it comes to those things that are of God. They have no idea, no spiritual discernment whatsoever. And, and here he says that stop walking that way, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Do you understand that, that we, we, have, we have believers today that, that still believe the lie? And I'm not here to condemn you, but you need to pay attention. If you're a parent and you're still believing the lie that your children are not going to be successful unless you send them off to some state university to get some, some qualified degree from some state university. And, and look, this, that is what they are teaching you, that they are being alienated and they are trying to alienate your children from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. We just keep believing the lie. 
Why in the world do you think, as Tyler gave that stat, that, that there are less than 50,000 kids every year or 50,000 people, young adults or, or adults of any type that are, that are going off to college now to give their lives to a full-time ministry to serve God? Because people have believed a lie. And they walk the way of the sinners. And they sit in the seat of the scornful. Oh, and the scornful are those that are proud and incapable of discipline. They, they're, they're incapable of reproof or rebuke. And they assemble themselves, themselves together and they scoff at God and they scoff at those things that, that have any type of representation of God. And that can even be pastors. I just read where, and wow, what a shock. You know, Joel Osteen's wife comes out and says that Jesus was a man just like us and didn't become a God until God reached down and touched his, uh, his body while he was here on earth and, and then gave him the Spirit of God who, who then made him who he is today. That's just blasphemous. That's scoffing at God. That's telling us that this, look, whoever he worships, and it's probably the almighty dollar. You can always follow the money. Whatever they're worshiping, it isn't God. You have those like that that scoff at God. You have the U.S. House of Representatives this year who just voted and passed the idea that, that, that they can, and they did, and they removed the oath into the House of Representatives to where they no longer have to say, so help me God. And we want to listen to that? No, I say, you know what we do? We don't have to go looking for trouble. But we need to be consistent in living for God. And when trouble comes to you, and they're in their compassion, tell you that you can no longer live that way and do those things, you just keep doing what God tells you to do. Turn off the noise. Turn off the noise. You don't think, that, that your kids aren't seeing it, look at the decisions that they made while they were at camp. Just five days. Just five days of quietness. So now I ask you the question, maybe the parents need five days of camp. Maybe you need to realize the importance of having some time with God. And turn off the noise. Turn off the noise. And the second thing, and I'm done with this, is enjoy the quietness. So we're not walking in the chaos of the world. We're not walking with them. We're not, we're not standing with them. We're not sitting with them. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Ladies, let me ask you something. Those of you who are married, and you don't have to shake your head or anything. If, if you've never had this kind of a moment, you need to slug your husband when you get home and tell him he needs to talk to you more, okay? <clears throat> you ever had some special times in your relationship with your husband where there has just been an opening up and a conversation that you guys have had where you're like, that's why I married him. And, and, and you have that conversation and you have that time with them where you just like, wow, you know, that, that is what our relationship's about. Maybe, guys, it's been with you and your wife. Maybe the same way where you've opened up or your wife has opened up to you 
and have not opened up to anybody else about those things and you sit there and you talk to them and you, you enjoy that company that you have together, I'm telling you, God wants that. God wants that. And you can have that, but you need to have it every day. In our world, some, some of you, some, some days, I, look, I understand. There, there have been days where, where I, had, I had told some guys the other day, I said, one of these days when the kids were at camp, I said, Thursday, dead, you're dead to me on Thursday. I'm doing nothing. I, I don't even know that I'll get out of bed. I, it's my day, and, and I'm going to have it as my day. And God's like, no, I don't think so. And, I, you know, I, dare, I, I hate to say this, real crab all day Thursday. You know, and, and, and but then God just showed me that, hey, there are more important things than all the noise of the world. And, and, but you know where it always starts and how you handle the noise and how you handle the, the days that are a challenge to you? Well, you wake up first thing in the morning, and you have that special moment with God. Every day. Every day. The only way that you can enjoy the quietness is you need to listen to God talk to you. And he talks to you through this. Not some osmosis. Not through some cloud. Not through some dream. He talks to you through this and you commune with God. And you find out that the more you do it, his delight, his joy, his interest, his desire are the things of God. And they help us with the quietness. And we, we're separated from the world, and we're separated from those ideas, and we delight in his word. And, and I love what, what the, the psalmist also wrote over in in Psalm 94, and, and this one just jumped out at me, and, and, and in 94, verse 19, in the multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comforts delight my soul. Sometimes we are uneasy because we're not allowing God to comfort us like he wants to, and we let the noise take over. Just stop the noise. You know, there just comes a time where Turn the stupid phone off if you have to. But you know what I've, I've started doing now is there's a lot of times where, where my, my phone will start ringing pretty early. And if I'm not done with my devotions, and it about kills me because I keep that thing on all the time and, and because people call me. And, 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 uh, but there are some times where if I'm in the middle of praying or I'm in the middle of reading the Scriptures, I'm just going to have to wait. I just can't get through this. I can't help you unless I've been helped. And we just need to turn off the noise and experience and enjoy the quietness. And then we meditate upon his word. And it says that meditate day and night. And whenever we give thought to what God is doing. You know, he told Joshua when he said, Moses, my servant is dead, but be of good courage. And then he goes on and he tells them that, that, that you take the Word of God and you meditate upon it day and night. And when you obey the things that I have told you, therein is success. Therein will you be successful, Joshua. 
If you'll listen to what I tell you and you meditate upon the Word and you meditate upon who I am and what needs to be done and and stop listening to all the things that need to be done, that's the world still talking to you and still take the time that you need to have that God wants you to have. And when you do that, and then we'll see and we're stopped with this, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in a season. His leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Nothing better. You go to that camp, that, that's some gorgeous country. And you can go up there and there's a little creek, Crystal Creek, or I don't even know what the creek is, that comes right down through the middle of camp. You can just sit there and just hear the water and hear some birds. The one little camper that got eaten by the bear, you can hear his screams in the background. Not really. But, but the quietness. And it's there that you are refreshed. It's there that, that God makes the, 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 the contracts with you, you might say. Do you remember when, when Elijah went to the brook Kareth? That's where Kareth gets her name. You know what Kareth means? To, to strike a contract, to cut a contract, to make a deal. And you know what the deal was that God made with Elijah? Hey, I'm with you, and I'll never leave you. I'm never going to forsake you, and I'm going to use you to do great and mighty things in your life. And he heard that at the brook Kareth. It's those quiet times. That's where God makes the contracts with you. Look, when you're too busy to listen to him and you're listening to the world, God's just standing back and said, well, I'll wait. I'll wait. And he is patient. But he'll keep knocking and keep knocking. You know what the scary thing is? The longer you listen to the noise of the world, the fainter the knocking becomes in your life. Don't ever let Kinzer forget that knocking that took place in his heart. Don't ever let him forget that. The world will try to do everything they can to stop that little guy from serving the Lord with his life full time. Oh, he does that to all of us. Might have laid something on your heart and then the noise of the world knocks it out. So how do we stay happy in a dysfunctional world? Turn off the noise and enjoy the quietness. Allow God to do what it is that he wants to do in your life. There is nothing more important than you nurturing that first and foremost in your life and then deal with the noise of the world. That's what he wants. You know where it starts? Always starts with, do you know Christ as your Savior? You'll never be able to block the noise out unless you know him as your Savior. I pray that you do. And if you do, then... Let's live happy in a dysfunctional world by not being dysfunctional like the rest of the world. But let us be what God wants us to be. Turn off the noise and enjoy the quietness. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your love and your mercy that you give us. I thank you for the quietness that you give us, the peace that you give us in our hearts. Lord, even as I 
stand up here praying and take a moment to just look at the people that are sitting here today. And Lord, I do love them. Not to the point that you do, but I want to. But I know that you do love them even more, and I know that you're looking and searching their hearts right now. And I know there's a whole lot of noise going on. And I pray that you would help them to take that to the cross today. Just as the one teen gave testimony of, I just need to nail those things to the cross. Let us take those and nail them to that cross. You died for us. You gave us eternal life for each one that will call upon you. And Lord, you have saved us for a bigger purpose than what this world has. And I pray that we can rest peacefully in that. Whatever the noise may be, help us to get it out of our lives. And help us today to walk out of here refreshed and truly, for the first time, maybe in a long time, happy. Happy. Happy knowing that we're a child of God. Happy to know that our home is in heaven. Happy to know that whatever the world throws at us, that you are greater and bigger than it. That we can live for you. Happy that you've blessed us with so many things around us, and we thank you and love you. I pray that whatever it is that's robbing us of that happiness today, we get rid of it today. Guide us and direct us in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I don't make it a big deal. Never have. I think God does the work in someone's heart, and, and uh, that's a good thing. But you know what I think that you ought to do today? I do believe that if, if God is doing something in your heart today and showing you that there's a whole lot of noise going on in my life, that today you need to come, and yes, it is an altar, and you come, and you, you, sit, you, you get on your knees, and it don't have to take but 20 seconds, but you give it to God. You give it to God, whatever it is that's robbing you of your happiness. Just give it to Him. You know, I did that this morning, sitting at my desk studying this morning, and God, I need to have that joy in my life. And here it is. Here it is. It's yours. It's not mine any longer. I gave it to you. You're the owner. You take and do with it whatever you want to, but it's no longer mine. And I want the joy back in my life like it needs to be and live for you. Give it to him today. Let's all stand as we sing. Have thine own way. You need to do that. If you need to do that, you do that. Make it quick. Give it to God. Be serious. And when you get up, you walk away from it, leaving it nailed on the cross. Let's all sing the first verse, Have Thine Own Way. Lord, have thine own way. Anybody else need to? Now's the time. You need to get rid of it. Walk away from it. Just get it out of your life, whatever it may be.
While they're still praying, just go ahead and play through the next verse. We're not going to sing. Just, you know what? You can close your eyes. You don't have to if you don't want to, but you go to the Lord, you pray right now, and if there's something you need to do, give it to him right where you're at. Whatever you do, just there is no reason, no reason for any of us to walk out of here and not have the joy of the Lord in our heart today. Give it to him, whatever it may be. Father, we come to you again and just thank you. I thank you for your love, your patience, your mercy, your forbearance. Lord, you're just so good to us. And I pray that you will help us to find that quiet time. And that, Lord, we'll just turn off the noise and enjoy the quietness. Work in the hearts of each one who's here. Bless us and guide us and bring us back safely. The doors are open in Jesus' name. Amen.